Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually, when I buy them at like the grocery store, they're sort of like starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. With me this week, my pal Z-Way. Hey, it's Z-Way. And my pal <laughs> Alyssa Mastermonico. It's Alyssa. <laughs> this week, Alyssa Z-Way and I cover everything from the NRA to the ERA to IBS to MGM. We've got This Week in Sorry, we've got Dessert, we've got Dumb Hills We'll Die On, and we've also got an update on all the dick pics in our inbox. But first, the good news. <laughs> Alyssa's still in her depression gear. I am in depression gear. We had to say goodbye to my beloved bun this week. <gasps> queen oh. bun, rest in power, my queen. Rest in power. Yes, bun my kitty. Is your kitty. She's my kitty. Beautiful. And friends of the pod were really Jeez. nice on Twitter about, you know, telling her to rest in power. But yeah, I'm still depressed and sad. Oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. It's okay. Well, you guys are going to lift me out of it. Definitely. And this is also like, you know, a safe space for cat people. I feel like it there's is. a lot of. I love cats. Yeah, I think there's a lot of dog people in the family of Crooked Media Podcast, which is fine. Nothing Good wrong for with them. That. Good for them. We got some cats up in this we got, piece. Yeah. We got yeah. some cats. We've got some cats. Pretty little kitty. Uh, rest in power. <laughs> rest in power. <laughs> rest in power, bun. R.I.P. Uh, but first, let's get to the good news. There's, you know, everything kind of sucks a little bit, but there's some good <laughs> oh. news. First of all, I'm I'm really pleased to be the first to announce that, ladies, we did it. We won feminism. Did we yeah. break we that won, glass ceiling? We won it. We broke all. Well, oh, yeah. we broke a lot of glass stuff, but it wasn't ceilings. Uh, <laughs> a 29-year-old woman named Maria Butina, Russian woman, mm-hmm. um, she has been arrested uh, for failing to register as a foreign agent because she attempted to establish a secret, a double secret, triple secret, maybe mm. back channel between. Yeah, the not US so and, secret. Not so secret. No. She was caught on site. She was very, <laughs> very clumsy. Her. But she yeah. was the interesting thing about uh, Ms. Butina is that she was trying to establish the back channel of communication through the NRA, mm-hmm. which I guess stands for the National Russia Association. Ooh, Ooh burn. Uh, drag, drag, drag. <laughs> it's 
early <laughs> in the morning and I haven't had pound cake yet like you ladies have. Um, but what I think is really interesting about this woman is as Alyssa and I were talking about this before we started recording is that she just did everything really obviously and wrongly and people just fell for it they did mm -hmm. it's like they tell you number one when beautiful foreign people talk to you like beware Especially if you're an ugly old white man, which were basically who she was targeting. Exactly. And the other thing, though, that you just have to love is that all of the things that she, all the things that Russia pinpointed about us, the NRA and, you know, ugly old white men. Mm -hmm. And also, if we were going to import something from Russia, we should import their gun laws. Totally. Because we did a little research and in Russia, you have to be over 18. You have to attend a gun safety class. You have to pass a federal test, a background check, and you have to renew every five years. Well, tyranny. So I wish she would have brought that to us. What I think is really interesting is that Russia, in an attempt to, you know, their objective as a foreign power is to destabilize other foreign powers. So it's interesting that one of the ways that they attempted to do that was by promoting the NRA's agenda. Totally. Who huh. could have thought? Huh. Who could have thought that the people culpable for dead children would not care about the United States of America? It is interesting. And that perhaps the thought that that everybody just having guns willy nilly mm -hmm. would somehow maybe be a destabilizing force. Interesting. Yeah. Going back to Maria Butina, I wanted to talk about what Alyssa said, which was like for beautiful foreign people trying to approach you, and and these kind of ugly white men. She this twenty nine year old Russian woman had a relationship with this South Dakota operative, mm -hmm. uh, Republican operative, who was just you know. Not to make fun of a person's looks, so I won't say anything about it, about his looks. Uh, he wasn't a good-looking guy, mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's just crazy. To there, there's really not very many forces stronger in the world than a white, mediocre man's ability to think that beautiful women want to sleep with him. Very yes. few forces stronger in the world. That's, but my favorite, just an old, uh, old White House story, and I will not mention who this was, but we were so indoctrinated with. You do not talk to people who, like, come on to you in foreign countries. Sure. That they're always trying to get news. That someone, it was our first trip to London, and this beautiful woman came up to him in a bar, and he had had, like, two drinks, and he's like, get away from me. I know what you're here for. <laughs> you know? So it's, like, it's just funny. Well, that's the kind of due diligence that Scott Wadaker should have had when she was creeping up <laughs> him at the RNC. Yeah. I know. You so know? many burn photos of her just sidling up to everyone. Yeah. And then she also got a photo with uh, Don Jr., I guess. Yeah, right? she did. Oh, they had a brief encounter. They had a meeting. Yeah. Did they? I, I thought think it was so. a meeting, yeah. At the National Prayer Association? Was oh, that was the other thing. Front and center. She was like in the in the second row at the National Prayer Breakfast. So she definitely had. If they kept their eyes focused. In. Yeah. Oh, totally. If they kept their eyes focused on the Lord instead of trying to run up any skirt, then we wouldn't have these issues. <laughs> Jesus, it's a National Prayer Association. You should be, your eyes should be closed. Uh, well, hello. Trump was speaking, so maybe it wasn't so holy. <laughs> um, speaking of Don Jr., did you guys see the Instagram photo he posted of him and Kimberly Guilfoyle? Or there's like, I some, did. there's a No. Photo. They used the filter where it looks like Satan took your pores. You know, mm, the, the baby one, filter. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's creepy. There's, I have no other thoughts besides, ugh. His I'm eyes. obviously going to Google when we're done. Yeah, his eyes are disconnected from his soul. <laughs> so <laughs> Do you know his what heart. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's definitely a look. I follow him on all social media, uh, and it's a journey. Every single day is a journey. Double negative. <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's not not a journey. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think that logic holds. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wouldn't would say that. Um, Alyssa, you had some news about gun stuff. This isn't really first the good newsy at all. No, but it's, it's <laughs> not good news. But I think that everyone should just follow this story, which is that uh, MGM, MGM Hotels and Casinos out in Las Vegas, is proactively suing the victims of the Las Vegas shooting, not for money, but to say oh, yeah. to to they he, they are suing them. So they can get a court to say that these people don't have the these victims don't have standing to sue them, and it's sort of untested. And people haven't really done this before, but I guess they were so afraid of the liability that they decided to do this. But I mean, I don't know that I could ever go to an MGM property again if yeah. they pursue this because it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, Ugh. I also can't imagine being an attorney charged with doing this. No. Like, how dirty would you feel? Very dirty. Especially because you're not getting money. Right. I mean, MGM's paying you, but there's no settlement that you're going to get a piece of. Mm -hmm. You know, you literally just have to have the darkest soul ever. Right. Well, and and to kind of bring this to something that isn't just doesn't just make you want to walk in the sea with pockets full of rocks. uh, This is another reason why opposing the Kavanaugh nomination to the Supreme Court is important. Yes. Because he has a history of siding with companies over people. Mm -hmm. And the Roberts Court already has a problem with that. Having another person on the court who tends to view corporations as like people but better, uh, it would probably be a bad thing. Um, shit. Now we're all sad. Yeah, that's not ideal. No, I'm fired up. Do you have any good news? Do you I do have good news. Our girl, Sandra Oh, was nominated for her first Emmy. <gasps> first Asian American woman to be nominated for an Emmy. It's sad aggressive. Because, wow, <laughs> it's 2018. Is How it, did we get here? Is it an Emmy period or is it Emmy for, I thought it was like Emmy for lead oh, actress. Oh, for lead actress, in a, yes. In a drama. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, well, to me, I'm so excited that this is the Emmy of all Emmys. So I, could, I can't even think of what category it is. It doesn't matter. And if she doesn't win, I will jump off a bridge. <laughs> the Ravenel Bridge in South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> that's a Southern Charm reference. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really excited for her. I'm I watched her in Princess Diaries, and that's when I knew she was a principal, for the record. Um, that's when I knew that she was a star. When she said, Gupta, 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 those are her lines. You're really deep. Wow, you're deep. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan. Oh. I'm a fan. I watched her die in Grey's Anatomy. Did she die or did she leave? Whatever she did. I didn't watch it, but I say I will. <laughs> I actually don't remember how she left. I don't either. She's a fantastic actress, though. She was great in Sideways. Oh, oh, she was great in Sideways. Yeah, she was great in Sideways. Killing Eve, obviously, is one of the best TV shows on television. It's it's with this, these all the actresses are so great and so talented, and I just think she's so perfect, and it's her time. Well, that's a, that's good news. Yeah. All hail Sandra Oh. All hail Sandra Oh. Um, well, I have some like kind of good news, but it's like shameful joy. It's schadenfreude news, but it's a form of joy. Um, Canada's largest department store chain just axed Ivanka Trump's line of clothing. Bye, right. bitch. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I love Canada. I do, too. They're so great. You know what's the most Canadian <laughs> thing ever on our Freedom episode, which is episode two, where we did our Fourth of July episode? Um, I talked about Canadians in Canada and loving Canada, and I got a bunch of emails from Canadians that were like, actually, Canada's not that great, which is the most Canadian oh, really? way to respond. Oh, my God. Self-deprecating and humble. I've been to Montreal. I know it's lovely. <laughs> You can't lie. <laughs> Clean and friendly. Exactly. They just don't want us to immigrate. It's a country. <laughs> they're like, please stay away. Don't bring your culture. Now Can't. they're going to build a wall. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Not. Canada's a country of hot dads. That's just the whole country. Yeah, the peak hot dad, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Alyssa, do you have any actual good news? I do. People Great. across America are waking up, mostly people running for governor. Ooh. And so we have been talking about this. We have been talking about the effects of having someone like Kavanaugh on the court, what's at stake, which is Roe v. Wade, and how you know one of the possible outcomes is that this gets turned back to the states. And there are many states where abortion would become immediately illegal. We call those uh, the trigger laws mm -hmm. that would happen. But there have been many governors in states that are running that are making abortion their platform and or abortion rights and keeping Roe v. Wade legal their platform. And what's great about this is that in a lot of these states, even though they're red states, when polled, all people in the state by double digit margins are saying they believe abortion rights should be maintained and mm -hmm. people should have that. Mm -hmm. So it is great. And it it goes to the point, though, that everybody needs to be really focused on their state races and that in states even now where abortion is protected, the wrong governor elected in the fall could reverse that. Mm -hmm. So we cannot rest on our laurels. We have to keep sort of making sure everybody knows everything they need to know um, because, you know, one of the things I did a little research on, and if the court reversed Roe v. Wade, it would be the biggest reversal of established law since Brown v. Board of Education wow. reversed Plessy versus Ferguson. Mm. So, but people are catching on. What we keep talking about it, and they're listening, and so the people in the states are asking the questions. The gubernatorial candidates are being forced to say how they, like, where they stand, totally. and so the pressure is working, the calls are working, we got to keep it up. Yep, definitely. Stay in touch with your state house. I learned from our Crooked Media colleague John Favreau's podcast, The Wilderness, this week, that since 2010, Democrats have lost a ton of state houses, mm -hmm. which yes. actually endangers, be, until something is actually constitutionally enshrined, like Alyssa said, uh, lawmakers can make laws, pass laws, overturn laws. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, and that's a perfect segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about, our, our news dive for today. And it's not really news so much because it's been around since, what, 1921. What's old is new again. What's oh, old is new again. We're going to talk about the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm. We're going to talk about the Equal Rights Amendment Constitution stuff. Um, so the Equal Rights Amendment is experiencing resurgence. Uh, the, the amendment would read, if it were added to the Constitution, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Now, when they when it was first introduced in the early 20s, it was controversial um, because there were labor protections for women in place at the time that women were like, ah, oh, they're going to take them away. They're going to make us work 20 hours a day. They're going to make us do whatever. There was also a uh, tension between white suffragettes and people who uh, were concerned about black women losing rights. And, mm -hmm. and they were concerned, which, gosh. That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Tension between white feminism and yeah. and other people and who are like, else. actually, women women involve more than white women. Crazy. What do you mean the world doesn't revolve around me? <laughs> I, I don't know. understand. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> call, call. Somebody needs, I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> Excuse me, Apple. <laughs> My um, phone is cracked and I want one for free. <laughs> nice. That's very good, Zero. <laughs> That's what I would do um, if I was a white woman. <laughs> like, I need a new free phone. <laughs> That's the way. Next I, lifetime. I should retire. Yeah. yeah. Retire. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even think of the possibility of what that would be like. I don't think I've ever. Phone. I've never asked for a new free phone. You should. I have cried at an airport counter before. Oh. But it was like it was legitimate tears. I wasn't just trying to get my. I've way. done that too, and I feel it just enrages them. It like, does. don't you cry. Oh, you little baby. Yeah, I cried this weekend, actually. Oh, no. I was trying to get back from Denver, where I was seeing 
the dead. And <laughs> Wait, well, they kept it? They, it was the most catastrophic like system failure mm. of United and how they were treating bad weather on the East Coast. And so anyway, so I started crying and I got all the passengers behind me. I was like, you're treating us like animals. Really? Yeah. And, you, and I tweeted mom. at them and I got 5,000 free miles. Nice. Mob real work. victory. Yeah. That's, that's well, a sad mob. Equal rights right there. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically the Equal Rights Amendment, but multiply that by uh, 150 million people and make it apply to things that are not airline miles. Exactly. <laughs> 5,000. Yeah, yeah. The ERA is, imagine if it was like every woman gets 5,000 airline miles. It would totally pass I'd in the vote, landslide. Yeah. It would. <laughs> I right, support it. Rights-wise, though, um, <laughs> the ERA passed Congress in 1972, and after it was sent, it passed by Congress, uh, the states had to ratify it. And as the states began ratifying it, there was this massive pushback by a woman named Phyllis Schlafly. Rest not in power. I love that she passed at a moment in American history where she was almost positive that Hillary Clinton would be the next president. Yeah. Like she, she, lived, she didn't live long enough to see Hillary Clinton lose. Which is, I mean, she... But she, like the rest of the world, she had to think she was going to win. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. She was oh. like, well, she's definitely... Anyway, so Phyllis Schlafly, who is an, uh, an anti-feminist, she, she really got a lot of fame and power advocating against women having power, which is really interesting uh, and awful. Oh, like Tommy. Yeah, so she, uh, basically, <laughs> Tammy. Tammy? Uh, like Tammy Lar. Uh <laughs> Phyllis Schlafly uh, said that uh, if the ERA passed, it would violate women's sacred position in American society. Basically, her argument was some of us like being housewives. Some of us like that's being what the ERA is all about, girl. Yeah. yeah, you do you. You can be a housewife if you so choose on Bravo, Orange County, <laughs> wherever you please. But you get to Jersey work, vote <laughs> as long as Beverly you're real. Hill. As long as you're real. She was uh, she was concerned uh, that the amendment would force women to sign up for the draft. Uh, that it would decriminalize rape, that it would allow same-sex marriages, that it would uh, give men permission to not support their families, and require, like they permission. And, uh, and require Americans to use unisex toilets, which is really funny because uh, gay marriage became legal through entirely different means. Mm -hmm. uh, women don't have to support. Nobody's, nobody's about to decriminalize rape. <laughs> is it criminalized entirely? Uh, rape? It, well, in certain contexts, I believe that it's still like it's it's kind of gray area legally for like marital stuff. But regardless, she 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 did all this scaremongering when totally. states were trying to ratify the ERA in the in the late seventies, uh, or in the seventies, and uh, she succeeded in scaring enough people that it fell short uh, in nineteen eighty two, which was when Congress Congress imposed a cutoff date for ratification. Now, uh, Alyssa. What has happened recently that has brought the ERA back to the forefront? Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. So in May, so in the past, since Donald Trump became president, more states have who who had not ratified previously have become interested in, you know, maybe taking up the cause. And the great state of Illinois in May did. Ooh. And But it was very interesting because in 2003, it had passed the House in Illinois, but not the Senate. In 2014, it passed the Senate, but not the House. But in May of 2018, Illinois ratified. So we are now one state away, in theory, mm -hmm. of passing, of, of, rat, of making the ERA a constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. um, but the states that we have in the pool that, that, could, that could take us to the next level read as follows. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, 
Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Utah, Virginia. That's basically the entire SEC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so the thing, so I, I personally think that this could be a real rallying point for women. I think that equal rights is something that even suburban white women who voted for Trump could get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully some of these states, I know there's been some movement in Virginia, but, you know, there are some some scholars who say that even one more state might not push us over the edge because it could, you know, they could say that other states need to revalidate because they passed it so long ago. Totally. But I do feel like this is this could be something that gets women focused mm-hmm. on some progress. Well, Can you believe it from the 20s? Yeah, from yeah. the tw- progress from the 20s. Well, and I think one thing that people, the, the one argument would be like, well, laws protect women anyway. We can pass laws anyway to protect women, to, to protect them against sex discrimination. But it's not enshrined in the Constitution. Exactly. And, and because it's not enshrined in the Constitution, it means that theoretically, uh, theoretically new laws could take place of the laws that are in place to protect us. Totally. Well, and also it, think about it. If this became a constitutional amendment, you can argue abortion rights on the grounds of equal protection. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an, it's sort of another sort of tick in our column. Well, when it comes to women's rights, it's the like it bends towards the whim of whatever justices are in the Supreme Court or whatever president is in office. And so with it in the Constitution, in the way that all men are created equal, women are considered equal as well. And so it's important to have that rhetoric. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's definitely important. And I think what Alyssa was saying about white women who voted for Trump and and stuff. I think it brings up a really interesting question about, you know, what can women unite behind? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you hear a lot about the women's vote. This is how women are voting, women, women, women. Ziwe, do you think there's such thing as a women's vote, or do you think we're so different uh, generally that it makes as much sense as calling something the men's vote? I think there is a men's vote, so I think there is a women's vote. We don't necessarily always agree, but there are moments when we move as a majority or move as some sort of mass. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely true for sure. I mean, did you did you feel like at the Women's March that that was an indicator of our strength or did you think it was sort of an indicator of just our frustration? Both. I think frustration is strength. The fact that people are out and, re- and mobilized and ready to vote and ready to protest is a great indication. The worst thing is for people to stay inside. Mm-hmm. That's an indication of, of bad <laughs> a very bad, bad That should stuff. be a bumper sticker. Exactly. That's an indication of bad. bad. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad that we're mobilizing when we're out here in the cut, trying to vote, trying to get our right. Yeah. And there's a few congressmen, congresswomen. Can we say congressmen? That apply, does that apply to both? Congress people? Congress people. Representatives. Gender is a construct. <laughs> Congress folk? Congress folk. That's their new name. <laughs> there's some Congress folk. Very folk. Folk. Carolyn Maroney and Jackie Spear are two women who are in Congress who are fighting for the ERA to kind of be re-upped a little bit. And I think uh, what Alyssa was saying about the Roe thing, I have a lot of friends who are conservatives, but like brainy conservatives. And so their argument against Roe is always, well, it's actually a very leak, or weak legal case. It's actually very legally, it's very weak. But God. with an ERA, with an Equal Rights Amendment, re-arguing abortion would be kind of unassailable. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's our bodies. It's in our equal inside of our equal equal rights equal well, rights. It's can't that, prevent a vasectomy, can't prevent my abortion. Totally. Yeah, I've also thought of it. <laughs> I've also thought about th- thought about it this way. Like, let's say that there was a national organ registry, and I got a, a letter in the mail one day that was like, "Oh, you're the only match in America for this person who needs your kidney." 
They need your kidney to stay alive. Otherwise, they're going to die. Can the government compel me to give my body to keep another person alive and then also compel me to pay their bills for the rest of their life? Like, even if, even if, let's say, a fetus is a person, it, the government should not be able to compel a person to use their body to keep another person alive. Even if you think, you know, even if you might think, I got a letter of saying, oh, you only you can keep this person alive with your kidney. You might think that it's morally bad. You might not like the fact that I'm refusing to give my kidney to this person, but I also think it's my right to not have Can't to arrest you for it. Totally. No, no. Totally. I think, and also, I think it comes down to voting, right? So the idea is that you, if you are anti-abortion, be wrong, fine, but go vote. And if you have a bunch of people who are voting with you like that, vote. It doesn't matter. Just be out there and be active. But similarly, I think that the Equal Rights Amendment and people trying to cut that off before it even gets started is a testament to trying to hold women back before they can even exercise their power mm -hmm. to say what they want for themselves, right? Well, it's an issue of minority rule, right? Yeah. It's sort of like the shrinking, uh, the, the population of in red states and... Uh, is, is shrinking as populations in urban centers grow, and so legislative and so represented representation is too heavy on places that are, you know, rural and and red, and too light on places that are uh, blue and urban. And I think there, I think something like forty million more people are represented by Democratic senators than are represented by Republican totally. senators. Hmm. It's it's like really crazy. It's a it's an increasingly majority or minority rule country, and I think the ERA is something that would enshrine rights in the actual majority and keep us from being victimized or controlled by a minority. Totally. And also, like, what's just the argument against it? Exactly. Like, I'd love, I really would love to kick it up now and just see what happens on the Twitter and see how people come out and say, like, is it a closeted thing where people are just like, yeah, I'm for it, but they're really not? Uh -huh. I or, I mean, I, it, would be an, it would be an interesting exercise to really yeah. uh, make heard, it a thing. I've heard an argument that is, well, women already have equal rights, so why do we have to go on the record and say that women have equal rights? Because it's on the which record is, which that is men are created exactly. equal. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's also like, I don't know, if I were on a boat and I didn't have a life jacket, and I went up to the to like the captain, like, hey, can I have a life jacket in case this boat sinks? And they were like, it's never sank before. You've yeah, never yeah. needed a life jacket. Exactly. <laughs> no, dude, I would like one. I would like one because it might sink. Totally, totally. <laughs> Please. That is an excellent analogy. Exactly. Thank you. I came with it up on the <laughs> Really good. Nice. Well, you mentioned, um, you mentioned, we were talking about this earlier about how anti-feminists or feminists claim to be against equal rights. And I don't understand how you can be against the Equal Rights Act as a feminist. Like, literally, to me, the definition of, of feminism is advocating equal rights. Mm -hmm. It's in the same title. Yeah. So I don't really understand that. I mean, Schlafly's argument was always that women actually are in a very special place because mm -hmm. men protect us, which is a really false narrative, as we know, because what she meant when she said women was white women. Mm -hmm. Like, her, the status of upper-class white women was protected and in many ways the police state exists as justification for protecting this idea of white womanhood uh, which I think maybe is one of the explanations for why 54% of white women 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump because a lot of the apparatus that victimizes people of color exists to pr pr protect white womanhood totally uh, so I think that that was the argument but back then it was okay to just kind of yell that part you know, mm -hmm. a little bit louder than it is now. Now people have to communicate that with dog whistles. Um, but I, I also... Loud dog whistles. Yeah. Very clear 
Yeah. A parent dog with or, or dog Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Cat Twitter. Cat cat Twitter. Cat gang. Um, but I think... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that this conversation is really interesting. And, like, this is something that has a lot of question marks around it because we don't know. Like we said, if, if the ratification of the 37 other states or the, the 36 states prior to Illinois would even count anymore, if they would mm-hmm. have to go back, if there would be some big legal rigmarole to, to decide what needs to be re-ratified and what doesn't, if anything. But still, I think the conversation is really interesting and it ties back really well to what Alyssa was saying about being engaged at your state level and your local level. Totally. It's where it's happening. It's yeah. where it's happening. Gotta vote. Every single time a candidate's on the ballot, abortion is on the ballot. Yeah, gotta vote. Yeah. Vote. That's true. That's it's a, true. That's a great. That's a great note to end on. Time to take a break, but when we come back, Dude You Asked and This Week in Sorry. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have to. I refuse to be uncomfortable I refu- if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on oh. a, it's like a couch nap. You know, you have like a, oh yeah. you've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just like lay down for 20 minutes. It's yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch okay. napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put yeah, a, a totally. blazer and like... Denim shirt. Denim, denim shirt, oh, blazer, yeah. leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. That's perfect. He is, like, I think my my dad is one of those people that just, like, beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're... They look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip and they still looked great. It was like, Dad... Your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. 
I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. And we're back. First, a quick update on Dude You Asked. Uh, we're not doing Dude You Asked this week because we don't have enough time. There's too many sorries to get through. But I did want to update you listeners on a request I made last week, which was that I didn't want you to send us dick pics. I am delighted to report that you did send us dick pics. You sent us probably 20 different emails containing attached photos of men named Dick. Dick Cheney, Dick Cavett, Dick Van Dyke. You guys did it. Congrats. You're the best. If you want to get in touch with us for future episodes that feature Dude You Ask, email us hysteria at crooked.com. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A at crooked.com. If you're going to send us dick pics, please keep them of the Cheney-Nixon variety. Okay, so now we are on the weekend. Sorry, I'm going to get started. Alyssa Z-Way, women apologize too much. We all apologize way too much, but that makes us an expert. Do I? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Oh God. I'm no. I'm sorry. It's, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. You guys. You guys. I'm sorry. You ladies. Yeah. Ladies. You dames. <laughs> uh, we're all very sorry. Uh, but that makes us an expert in assessing sorries. We whether, are judge and jury. Yeah. Whether or not executioner, perhaps. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> whether or not people mean them, who says them. So I'm going to start this week. Uh, Elon Musk who is a person and not a CAPTCHA designed to test whether or not you're a robot <laughs> when you sign up for newsletters online. He's the CEO of Tesla. And this week, he accused uh, Vernon Unsworth, a cave, di cave diver who helped rescue the 12 Thai children and their Hero. Coach. Yeah. A hero. A literal mm -hmm. hero. Uh, he helped rescue these kids from a cave, and he also made some disparaging comments about Elon Musk's submarine invention that they didn't and couldn't use. Uh, <laughs> and shouldn't. shouldn't they shouldn't it didn't fit they in had, the cave they had it handled it wasn't a real option he it was wasn't. trying to disrupt the rescue mission yeah he really by was. being like look I've got a submarine and he's got like, a branded sub hey. no he's literally the guy who's like I'm here I'm here look at me yeah. he would have done more help with a sandwich if yeah. he had showed up with a, like a five foot sub you know <laughs> like give them something to eat after this come on they've been through a lot well Elon Musk didn't stop <laughs> with that dumbass stunt where he was like oh hey look uh, I, I made some technology that is a worse version of a thing that already exists uh, he he called Vernon Unsworth a pedo pedo, pedo. as like, in pedophile Ooh. yeah not pedo like foot related no no, no. pedo pedophile uh, and then he kind of doubled down and then Tesla's uh, stock prices tumbled I believe 3% 
And today he tweeted an apology. He days said, later. Days later. Yeah. After his share price of Tesla fell. He tweeted today. Well, this is Wednesday. As he tweeted, uh, this, as this well-written article suggests, my words were spoken in anger after Mr. Unsworth said several untruths and suggested I engage in a sexual act with the mini sub, which had been built as an act of kindness. <laughs> oh, Unsworth suggested that the sub, he, he put the sub where it hurts. Yeah, up his butt. Yeah, well, it hurts in a lot of places. That's true, up your ear. In Up your ear for sure, up your nose. In your armpit, probably, if yeah. it's pointy. The point was he had to fornicate his submarine. Yeah, he was. He made whatever. Uh, so so Musk, we're going back to Musk, engaged in a sexual act with a mini-sub, which had been built as an act of kindness and according to specifications from the dive team leader. Nonetheless, his actions against me do not justify my actions against him, and for that I apologize to Mr. Unsworth and the companies I represent as leader. The fault is mine and mine alone. That is a classic apology fail. Mm. If you are explaining or you if you are excusing exactly. why you did what you did instead of just saying, you know what, you're a fucking hero, I'm sorry. That's all he should have said. But it's like, eh, my, my submarine, eh. Shut the fuck up. Un- apology unaccepted. <laughs> Ooh, unaccepted. I'm just imagining him in a conference room with a bunch of Tesla execs where like, look, dude, you gotta fucking apologize, and he and he just fighting tooth and nail to get the thing about several untruths into the tweet, and the thing about nonetheless, and the thing he just yeah not not accepted. But also, exactly. it just shows that he is surrounded by a bunch of sycophants because I don't know any executive that would have let their CEO put that statement out because it's stupid as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's- yeah. He, well, he, I mean, he called someone a pedophile. How you don't get better from that? Yeah. No. He he needed to not only say you're a hero and I'm sorry. He needed to make like a sizable donation in his name exactly. to an organization that like helps the fam- families of bereaved divers or something. Like I that. think um he should delete his account. Yes, he's so bad at Twitter. Anyway, apology not accepted. Elon, like he's listening. Yeah, he might be. He does he does like cricket. Oh, interesting. Maybe he'll hate tweet us too. Uh, oh, please. Something else I would he love can apologize to... for. I want to get into a beef with a billionaire. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> That'll end well. <laughs> Zue, what's your apology? Okay, my apology is Scarlett Johansson, who um, was about to be in a film called Rub and Tug, where she would play a transgender man. People got very upset about that, obviously, because it's not her business to play that role. And she apologized, saying... In light of recent ethical questions raised surrounding my casting as Dante Tex Gill, I've decided to respectfully withdraw my participation in the project. Our cultural understanding of transgender people continues to advance, and I've learned a lot from the community since making my first statement about my casting and realized it was insensitive. She goes on and says, I admire and love the trans community and am grateful that the conversation regarding inclusivity in Hollywood continues. I think that's a great apology. Sounds like she's very genuine. The movie Rub and Tug is go is having trouble with funding, so it may never get made, which is an issue. Yeah, I mean, it brings up interesting questions around. Okay, so on one hand, they brought on Scarlett Johansson to play this tra- to play a trans man character, um, and and it's you know it's it's controversial, and a lot of, there's a ton of trans actors out there who are looking for work who could do a great job who understand really intently the struggles and pain and happiness and experience of being trans in a way that a person who's not trans would wouldn't possibly understand but on the other hand there are not that many big named trans male actors 
who would be the same box office draw necessarily as a Scarlett Johansson True. or have the same name recognition. Uh-huh. So it's really like a maybe she should have stayed on as a producer or like somehow, you know, it's like, you know, she could actually help by helping ensure that the movie exactly got made. if she's really into inclusivity and she's really into supporting trans voices it would be really great if she took this moment to give back to this film that she was going to be in if she really believes in the project which she does because she was about to be in the film mm-hmm. so that would be ideal clearly it's not ideal that this woman was about to be in the film could have garnered a lot of box office success and now won't although i will say that ghost in the shell didn't do that well yeah a lot of trans men and women aren't getting in the same rooms as Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we don't have huge trans men and women actresses and mm-hmm. actors because they're not getting these roles on any side of the line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complicated issue because it's like, well, you want attention for the movie, but you also want to be inclusive. And how do you reconcile those two things? Mm-hmm. Because obviously this wasn't the right way to do it. Totally. There's There's got to be a... There's got to be a better way. GoFundMe. There are websites, you know. Yeah. If we can get that abortion movie made, then we can get, <laughs> you know, the Nick Lobel, <laughs> right? Nick Loeb movie. Yeah, Nick yeah, Loeb yeah. made. Then we can get this made for sure. That's oh. funny. I forgot I, about that. Yeah. You know what? I will go as tribute to that movie when it gets out. Are you really going to go see this film? No, I'm going to buy a ticket for another movie and then sneak in. Okay, yeah, you got to. I'll buy a ticket for a, a small indie movie that I would prefer to watch on a small screen. Sorry to bother you. To support it. I did see that. That's Very great. Funny. Um, and then I will instead sneak into the abortion movie and laugh at it. Um, but anyway, live stream it. That's that's neither here nor there. Uh, Alyssa, uh, mine got- is such low hanging fruit. <laughs> Who's yours? You guys, how do we feel about Trump's apology this um, week? After on Monday, he went to Helsinki. He met with Putin. They did their press. Well, first they met alone for two hours. Scary. And then he gave a press conference where he was like. No, I, you know, why would Russia do this? Why would they do this? Why would my boyfriend, Vladimir Putin, do this to us? He wouldn't. And the world went insane. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and like the ultimate hostage video in the cabinet room with his hair and his print, his piece of paper with handwritten, bold face directions from his staff starts to apologize and read word from word about how he does... I guess, believe our intelligence community over the KGB or the GRB, whatever the fuck it's called now, then got to the end and he couldn't do it. He couldn't pull it across the finish line. He was like, but it could have been anybody. Yeah. A lot of, so, people, a lot of people in the world. A lot of people Technically, not an apology. Not an, he said he doubled down. He actually yeah. did, which also just means that there's so much more than a P-tape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was there was talk this week about subpoenaing his tax record tax returns because it seems like there's you guys this is why every person who runs for president has to give their fucking tax returns over john Kerry married Teresa hines Kerry, one of the most financially complicated people in the world Mm -hmm. and he fucking produced their tax returns did john i'm sure john mccain did they all did they all did they all did but there's this new bar for trump where rules don't seem to the reality bends for this man and i don't understand why well you know it's like it's but when you think about his presidency and this whole thing he's doing things different he's he is just you know flying in the face of of protocol and history and Mm -hmm. tradition and everyone's like yeah this is how it should be but i actually think that there's going to be a strong course correction at the end of this because this is absurd and there are and and when we get to the end whether there was collusion or not we all can just pray that Don Jr gets swept up in this bullshit it will be very clear why these things are actually important and mm. it is because of blackmail yeah 
being persuaded and owned wholly as a whole subsidiary of Russia yeah. uh, is why we let people see what we spend our money on and who we give our money to. Yeah. I think it might. And where we get our money from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it might be, it, it could be like a, a stick situation, like blackmail. It could be a carrot situation. Like he just really is greedy and wants to like make a lot of money and sees Russia as a sort of uh, a tornado of, of cash. And he's just a man covered in glue and going in there and trying <laughs> totally. to catch as much cash as possible. I think uh, I compare the Donald Trump presidency and Republicans' inability to in any way, any meaningful way, confront Donald Trump as sort of, have you ever been at a party where someone is acting supremely inappropriate? Like, <laughs> this is, okay, but this is gross. So if you have children listening, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gross. <laughs> have you ever been to a, like a college party where some, around the same time, everybody notices that somebody is like giving a hand job on the dance floor? Never. And and you what just wow. you go to seriously that what? did not happen that in my awesome. my cold climate <laughs> college. <Turn up. laughs> this was this was at, this was at spring. I went to Puerto Vallarta for spring break, and it was not me giving the hand job. But I remember that was sure. the, like after the night. I we all went out, and I remember being at a club and kind of you know dancing and turning, and there was a guy, a woman was giving a man a hand job on the dance floor, and everybody like face on, to face. Yeah, they were just kind of dancing. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I want to know the the, the, the geometry of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, but I remember at the time everybody was just sort of like quietly, just kind of dancing away instead of being like, "Stop giving a hand job on the dance floor." <laughs> everybody was just kind of quietly, just not confronting what was happening. Donald Trump is the dance floor hand job, giant hand of the American presidency, <laughs> and nobody is saying anything because everybody is hoping that somebody else says something first. Because once somebody says something, you can be like, "Yeah." Stop giving it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It's hard because I think of these people as they got, they're complicit to me. So I can, it's hard for me to say they're just watching him give the hand job. It's like they're cheering him on, being like, yeah, give that hand job, man. Make it rough or whatever. I don't know how to give a hand job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> but because they're, they're, if at this point it's like if you aren't standing up to this man, you are just as bad as he is. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're benefiting in some way, this, or shape, this or form. This was so. This event in Helsinki was so catastrophic that even uh, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell had to come out and say something. And it was like, literally, it was like their IBS was going to be triggered. Yeah, they were just sitting there like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Totally. The, the MAGA people are going to come after me. But like, they knew that they had to at least say it was an unfortunate choice of words. But he's not impeached yet. Yeah. He's still in office. He hasn't even been He censored. gets one yeah. step closer every day, though. Yeah, I don't know, though. I'll this... believe it when I... I hope. I pray. You pray. So you have to wonder, <laughs> yeah. what's Paul Ryan's endgame? He's not even running again. Like, why wouldn't he... Protecting his financial interests, maybe? I guess so. I maybe he's Keep got it... stake in a Trump hotel. I mean, the, woodsh the woodchucks have already made their voices heard. When it comes to Paul Ryan, Woodchucks, a family of Woodchucks ate his family's car. I it's saw true. that. Yeah, it's true. So I'm just, you know, I don't understand why he can't be as brave as a Woodchuck when it comes to the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> One more point that I wanted to make before we take a break uh, is that after the Access Hollywood tape dropped, I remember similar condemnations from similar people that were pretty toothless, but also you know, stern. Don't you know? Don't grab them by the pussy at all. Don't use yeah. that word. Mm -hmm. How about don't, Mr. Trump? Totally. There's a lot of that. And people just kind of very quietly waited for everyone to stop being mad and then kind of slid back in there. Totally. 
we it's exhausting to be mad all the time but we have to i i have a little notes file in my phone it's like things to be mad about oh really so i don't forget um i actually do like Arya stark it's like shit list but not it's not people it's it's outrages Mm -hmm. i have a list of things that i'm angry about and i don't when it comes to politics, we can't forget the things that make us angry mm. because otherwise people will just continue to pull fast on Because there's such chaos. We've been talking about the stupid Helsinki summit. Well, it's important, of course, but like, what's the latest on the kids? Yeah. Where are totally. the kids? Where are the 54 children under, under you know, age five that still haven't been reunited with their parents? It's not even like the sixth story in the news anymore. Right. Mm. I mean, it's, it's awful. It's all awful. But we, we don't we don't accept Donald Trump's explanation apology. No, we wouldn't not not believe him. Also, I just want to know how the lights went off in the cabinet. John room. Kelly allegedly. Did you hear that story? No, that John Kelly quote unquote bumped into the lights. I just I just don't buy. I'm it. gonna tell I you. I've been in the cabinet room. I don't remember the light switches working that way. Why but, was he okay. near the lights while his while the president was speaking? Mm. It doesn't. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't. Just like I don't buy his apology or whatever that was. Like it wouldn't. Yeah, passing a game of Simon Says. It would not. <laughs> Seriously, it wouldn't. I I'd don't be even like, know you how lost. that works. Yeah. but I'm with you. <laughs> we have to take a break. When we're back, dessert. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, Sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. And we're back with a section we're calling Dessert. These are stories that would not make the front page, but that we can't stop thinking about anyway. I'm obsessed with this story that The Hollywood Reporter ran this past week about a con queen in Hollywood. Mm. She's this woman who is a master impressionist who will call people up disguising herself as Hollywood, female Hollywood power players like Amy Pascal um, and Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy and a lot of other women. So she'll call people up pretending to be those people and saying that she wants to do projects with them. But then she like dupes them out of tens of thousands of dollars, but not so much money that it becomes like a huge crime. 
and uh, convinces them to go to Indonesia and front travel expenses and all this stuff, and then finally just cuts off contact. And they know very little about this person or her criminal organization, mm-hmm. but it is a fascinating, fascinating story. And if I were her right now, I would be calling people, pretending that I was a movie exec, going to make a movie about myself. Because that would be the ultimate G move. Actually, the ultimate move is when we get the breaking news in two weeks that she got patched through to Air Force One and spoke to Donald (laughs) Trump as like Heidi Heidkamp or someone. (laughs) And, you know, we will all bow to her then because that will be the ultimate coup. Yeah. Actually, it may not be as hard as duping Hollywood people out of their money. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's it's great. It's it's a great story. I hope she gets caught because I don't want people being tricked out of their money. Uh, Hollywood is rough enough without people just <laughs> stealing money from you. It could happen to anyone. That's it's, the scary part of that story. Yeah. I think the point of it, whenever I read stuff like this, I think whenever somebody approaches me with something that sounds really good, I try to find ways in which it could be fake. Mm. And I do that with compliments. I do that relate with relationships. Everybody should just doubt everything nice that ever happens. Oh, really? I mean, I have to I say, when someone all. gives wait, me wait. a compliment, I just kind of go with it. Exactly. I'm like, yes, I agree. I'm like, <laughs> I love compliments. Well, see, you guys are going to get scammed. <laughs> oh, I've been scammed. My self-esteem is low in so many other ways. I just accept I just accept a compliment. Oh God. Okay. Uh Alyssa, what do you got? Okay, so mine is real quick, but everybody knows I'm a royal watcher and I love the royals. And so this is about the queen, the real queen of England, who on the day that Donald Trump landed in the UK wore a brooch given to her by the Obamas. And I just think it's like She's so genius, and it was such a like amazing little troll. Like yeah, she trolled totally. Trump, and she knew she was going to be photographed that day. I think she was seeing the Archduke of Canterbury or something like that. And there she was with her brooch, uh, which basically thing. to me is just a golden middle finger. That's so <laughs> long live the queen. I long want a live. golden middle finger to wear. Don't. I'm, it's like the emoji, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Okay, uh, we have to move on to the next segment, Dumbest Hill I'll Die On, because we're out of time for this mm. week. But I will start. Here's a real dumb hill I'll die on. And my friends, and Z-Way and Alyssa, you guys know this because mm-hmm. I've repeated it like a, like a lunatic. Uh, so I believe that Kyle MacLachlan is playing the same role in everything mm. he's ever played. <laughs> I believe that when he's Trey McDougal, he's also Agent Cooper, which is why his dick doesn't work in Sex and the City. Because all of Carrie Bradshaw's New York City takes place inside the Black Lodge. Totally. That's my belief. <laughs> I mean, Crazy. I think it's genius. It and makes I sense. co-sign. It tracks. I co-sign that it dumb tracks. hill. <laughs> See, what's yours? My dumb hill. I was watching Family Feud yesterday, and I realized that Family Feud is an indicator of a race war. Because have you ever noticed that the black side, the black family, and the white side, the white family, sit on opposite sides, and they're made to fight each other over who has the words that rhyme with ding and other <laughs> nonsensical questions. I'm just saying, why are we pitting the races against each other? Family feud. I mean, should we ask Steve Harvey? We should. <laughs> ask Steve Harvey. And then tell What's him that his he's game plan, man? <laughs> he's trying to lead the next revolution. He's going to be the Abraham Lincoln that we Rever- deserve. He's reverse Lincoln. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop. That's my dumb hill. My, d- my dumb hill is the dumbest. Okay, Let's go ahead. It. So I'm just tired of pretending that I I just I think that Miracle Whip is the best thing on it the is. planet. Yes, right. Yeah, it's yes. Okay, it's so delicious. we're all on that dumb hill. Yeah. I'm tired of being mayo shamed. Yeah, and well, well, Miracle Whip isn't mayo. I thought it was no, the, but the it's frosting. like you know they're dressing what? Oh, Z-Way. wrong. 
the one wrong. No, it's like not ice frosting. Cream. Oh no. No. Oh, for God's sake, that's Cool Whip, girl. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Cool Whip. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> love Vegas. Was I just? I feel like I'm being super white right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no Miracle Whip. You put it on a sandwich anyway. I'm always ashamed when I'm like, I make my tuna fish with Miracle Whip. So anyway, I will just die on the hill of saying I love Miracle Whip and I'm not ashamed. It's and good. this isn't a paid spot either. You're it's just not freelance okay. loving Miracle, Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is still hard to find in some stores. <laughs> is it? Yes. Oppression. <laughs> Oppression. Christides in Greenwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Zoe and Alyssa, that's all the time we have. Thank you guys for stopping by and hanging out with us this week. We'll see you next week on Hysteria. And that was Hysteria. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thanks to Alyssa and Z-Way for joining me here in New York City. You need to get in touch. Hysteria at Crooked.com. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes. And there will be more Hysteria for you next week. Give them a big one. It will never be enough. You can take what you want from me. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.